Alright, everything looking good. Got the levels right. The microphone is pushed the fuck back. You know, I don't know how hype I'm going to get this episode. Was that a spoiler? Probably not. I don't fucking know. Starting this kind of late because I fucked around, turned on the TV, and Star Trek Next Generation was on, and I had to watch the tail end of it. Yeah, Mario, I know. God damn it. I like that show, though. But, as you can probably tell, it's just me this time. PJ not here, but it's still Patreon time. And you know what? I'm not I'm not going to say no more. We just going to have this theme music to get it popping. Let's go. Video hustle. Home video hustle. Home video hustle. Home video hustle. What's going on, everybody? I'm Brent, and this is the Home Video Hustle, where we hustle, motherfucking hustle. Now, January is still Patreon month, even though PJ not here, still gonna get it popping for y'all, cause I want y'all patrons to get your money worth, goddammit. And so, kind of just did a thing. I'm like, all right, I don't know, do the bag and all that shit. I just put my, kind of put my finger. And I just swirled it all around like I was losing my motherfucking mind or something. If somebody saw what I was doing, they probably would like call the damn, not the police, but call the nuthouse people on me or something. I don't fucking know. But I did all that. Stopped my finger on the fucking line. And I just so happened to stop on the homie Dale on movies. His pick, you know, I, I can't front. I have the, um, the Brown Sugar app, which is basically like Netflix for all black movies. And uh, this was on there and I seen it before, even before he uh, gave it to us as a Patreon pick. And so it's been on the watch list for a minute now. And I forgot about that shit. I went to IMDb and it said, hey, watch now on uh, Brown Sugar. I was like, oh, yeah, there we go. So I went on there. And yeah, <laughs> it's one of those things where there's some shit to talk about. But there's also not a lot to talk about. Like, there's not very many notes. Like, compared to the last few movies we've done there. Like, I mean, again, because... Yeah, it's a holiday special. Had a bunch of notes. Natural One Killers had a bunch of fucking notes. Kind of back into normal territory again with this one. Because, I don't know, it used to be... I don't know if it's because the notebook I got is bigger. I got one of them five-star, like, expensive-ass notebooks that the Spirit gave me. Where I was using, like, the dollar store joints that it was the lines filled up quick. So, I don't know if it's just movies we've been doing lately at near the end of 2019 and i guess the start of 2020 now i don't know if i just take different types of notes or if shit just ain't happening or if the notebook is but i don't fucking know i just know that this movie right here did not need a lot of notes and this is episode 137 patreon pick number eight like i said from the homie dell that be on the movies and he wanted me to watch black shampoo now home video hustle listeners i just want you to think about that title for a minute what exactly do you think black shampoo okay what genre do you think black shampoo i shouldn't well have you seen the video you already know but god damn it before you saw the video if you hadn't seen that just think what would you think this would be because in my mind when i read black shampoo i thought this was going to be some super like what's the word i'm like offensive ass 70s portrayal of of all kind of bad stereotypes and everything i mean it is though like don't get it twisted there's a lot of bad stereotypes and, and you know offensive language and shit that cats are here in 2020 will watch this and be like oh my god 
There was even points where even I was like, damn, bro. <laughs> it even caught me off guard a couple of times. We're going to get to that, though. But Black Shampoo of course, came out in 1976, so this falls into the black exploitation category. One hour and 25 minutes, which is about average length for these types of flicks. Of course, I have no budget for this shit. I don't know how much this costs. I don't know how much it made. It probably played in the you know the little local grindhouse theaters and shit, so... It, might, it probably made its money back because these movies didn't cost shit to make. This movie is basically like porno without porno, as well. I'll tell you about when we get into it. It's like this is like somebody just cut the porno scenes out of the fucking movie. But um, yeah, IMDb though I do have, and it's just me, so I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you, it has a 4.6 on IMDb. Which when I saw that, normally when I see those type of numbers when I'm doing notes before we watch the movie, I kind of get nervous. I'm like, oh man. But a lot of these movies from the 70s and shit, the black exploitation movies. All usually have lower scores. Like I think Dolomite. Well, I don't know. Dolomite may have raised the score now that uh, Dolomite is my name. The Eddie Murphy movie came out because now more people are discovering that, other than film critics that would go in there and just put, of course, ones and shit. So I don't. As a matter of fact, what does Dolomite have on there now? Yeah, Dolomite has a 5.8, so yeah, it's not very high. What does Dolomite is my name has a 7.3, so that's a better score than the actual movie. That's funny. But, but yeah, so like I said, this has a 4.6, so I was kind of nervous, but. And then I go to uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and then, of course, the critic score is not applicable, of course, which didn't surprise me. I didn't think it was going to have a critic score. But then even the audience score was a 49, and that's the one that really makes me like, okay, now I'm a little bit worried. Because a lot of times with these type of movies, sometimes the audience score will be slightly higher because people like me are watching them and being like, oh, yeah, you know, it's cool. But then I also remember that I swear that Dale actually reviewed this movie. I should have probably looked it up so I can link y'all. Matter of fact, again, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep pulling this phone out because I want to make sure I get a homie as props. Okay, I see Dale. Okay, if you want to check out all the homie Dale's written reviews, you go to daleonmovies.blogspot.com. There you go. Now, where's Black Shampoos? I swear I've never seen him review this. Oh, is your website not trying to load for me, dog? <laughs> Damn, he watches a lot of movies. Oh shit, maybe I'm tripping. I could have sworn I read him talking about this movie. Maybe I'm tripping. No, nope. maybe it's Black Sisters Revenge I was thinking about. Well, I don't know, damn it. I know he's talked about this movie. Me and him have talked about this movie before at some point, goddammit. And so I, I, I thought I remember him saying it was like, it was alright. So I was like, alright, now nah, I'm, I'm just getting prepared because I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna, we're just gonna watch this shit and see what happens, man. So fuck it, here we go. Director, oh, oh, that's what it was. That was the other thing. So we had IMDb scores low, Rotten Tomato score low, and then you find out the shit is directed by Graydon Clark, and it's like, oh, fuck. We've actually reviewed a Graydon Clark movie on the podcast. If you remember back when, I don't fucking remember, I don't know why I tried to remember that number, but during the Halloween hustle last year, a few months ago, there was a movie called Uninvited, the killer cat movie, the, the movie where the cat had a cat inside of his mouth that came out and attacked people. Steven Enzi was on that episode. Yeah, he directed that movie. And me and Steve weren't big fans of that movie either, but the spirit and Izzy were, so there you go, somebody like that. But it's the same guy. So I was like, oh shit, well, now I'm really not, I'm like, alright. But then, you know, like I said, I just had reset. Knowing all that, I still try to get on the open mind, because you never know. Maybe this will be a good one, I guess. I don't know. Well, we'll find out. But it's starring John Daniels. Tanya Boy, Joe Ortiz, Skip Elo, probably more people than that, but when, when I ooh, talk, when I went to Wikipedia, those are the names that popped up under the starring column. Because I used to do it, I would just go to IMDb and I would scroll and just write a bunch of names, and that's why I would be like, always like, oh yeah, I got tired right names. Because you know, of course it goes on and on. So I found out I would just go to Wikipedia and it has like the top people right there, so that, that's who I'm writing the fuck down, because those must be the top people. And those 
good hustlers were the top built people. Spirit was here, but she had to go to school. But she saw like the first five minutes of the movie. And the first thing you see, well, I just put in my notes, it was sensual hair washing credits. What that means is you get like, there's a bunch of times where like, you know how those TV shows have different transitions they use, or even like Star Wars has like the wipes and everything. This movie's like transition that it likes to use is like, I think they're like negatives where like the the picture or wherever the freeze frame is on the on the shot will go like black and white, but like that negative looking shit, and it will kind of freeze up. And it I think it starts like that even right here because at first you're just seeing it looks almost like they're in the fucking void. And there's a woman getting her hair washed by a black guy, but it's it's cutting off his face. So you just see a like chest down. And at first it's just like, okay, yo, black shampoo, alright, so he's like, he must be like a hairdresser or the fuck. And so he's in there cleaning her hair and the credits are going on on. You get the 70s music, of course. But then I noticed I was talking to the spirit and I looked up and I'm like, yo, was she twitching? Because in the corner of my eye, I was looking at her, but in the corner of my eye I saw like gyrating or something, leg movement. And I'm like, whoa, what happened? And I look over again, and I guess letting you know right from the jump that black shampoo is that dude that's black shampoo is not his name that's what i'm calling him god damn it black shampoo is that dude because he's all he all legit all he is fucking doing is cleaning shampoo out her hair and she's getting the fuck off like she's doing a little thing you know doing like and like scrumming around and shit the legs are tightening up squeezing together and everything i'm like oh she done sprung a leak from him washing her hair. So already you just know like, okay, this is that dude. This is super fly shit. And eventually it gets to the point where I think she starts, she just starts reaching over like toward his dick. And then I, I, does he say something here? Cause in this movie, I'll tell y'all getting more into it. But every time, you know, I guess, oh, maybe that's what it is. But pretty much every, any, every and any time shit, there you go, that it happens. He's kind of like, oh man, here we go again. You know, this is like, like, he just like, man, I'm so sick of this shit. Like, all these chicks just want to fuck. And so they're like, but he lets them do it, though. That's the thing. It's like, yeah, oh, oh darn, I got to get some pussy again. And it's just like, man. But that's the fantasy, though, I guess. As the sirens go by in the background. That shit don't be playing, I'm telling y'all. It just seems like every day that I record, somebody's either getting chased by the police or fucked up out there. I don't know why. It's always around this time of day. It's probably accidents because motherfuckers cannot drive. And that's why I like to be in the house during the day. I come out at night when the freaks are out. Hey! But um, back to what I was saying, though. He just super annoyed anytime girl wants to throw pussy at them. And they do. Almost every woman that he comes across, even guys, as we'll get to later, like everybody is throwing themselves at this motherfucker. Black shampoo is that dude. But it's a burden because, like, my dick can only get hard so many times a day. I can't fuck all of y'all. But I will fuck all of y'all. Basically. And so he's standing there. They're still not showing his face either. Just unzipping him puts her hand inside his pants and i think i wrote them yes i did right of course i wrote this down oh and while she's doing all this grabbing on his dick and everything you also know is that she has a gigantic ring on her finger so she's super fucking married to probably somebody rich but steady grabbing this black man dick <laughs> but when she grabs hold of it though you just cut to her face looking like oh my god and she says and i quote oh my god it is bigger and better <laughs> And I'm just like, all right, I'm in. The movie got me already. I'm I'm into this shit now. This is exactly what the fuck I wanted. And I think, I think before she even does all that, the credits have stopped at this point. Like you get to direct it by a credit. I think either right before she starts reaching for his dick, or like maybe 
right after, right before she says that line, somewhere in this something happened along the way where the credits ended, and there you go. That's the opening of this fucking movie. So and see, that's the only bad thing is as we get into it, it set me up for something that I got, but also didn't get it. I don't know. We, it's we gotta. I gotta talk about this shit with y'all, man. That's the beauty of being able to get on this microphone and talk to y'all, cause I can really, you know, figure shit out. And the beauty of having notes, cause I can remember. It's like for my Patreon listeners, when I did the Star Wars Rise of Skywalker episode, I didn't remember half that shit, and I just watched it. My mind is fucking mush, so I need notes. But I don't want to be in the movie theater trying to write in the dark or have my phone out and have somebody, oh, your phone light is distracting me. Like, bitch, look at the screen. So to just avoid all types of mishaps. I just won't take notes. But I think I got a new method for those Patreon episodes because there actually is one that I need to record because I watched something else new. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. You'll just find out. And if you want to hear all about that, you can go to patreon.com slash home video hustle to get different episodes and to get uh, pics like this, like that, to make me watch whatever the fuck you want. And PJ, if he's here, or Brandon, or the spirit, somebody will be for. I will always be forced to watch this shit. But every now and again... Somebody else might have to do it with me. That was for you, Shit Plugger Steve. I'm trying to get on your level. You can follow Shit Plugger Steve at E-I-L-F Movies. E-I-L-L-F Movies. Fuck. But back to this, though, because I'm getting off track again. You find out that the salon, well, he he owns this salon. This is his shit. Black business owner. It just says Mr. Johnson's. Oh, fuck that. That was a slip. Mr. Jonathan's, not Johnson. See, it's talking about girlies grabbing dick and then it's like Mr. Johnson. See, Mr. Johnson's would have been the obvious route to go as a joke. It's like, oh, it's black guy. He's slanging dick in that salon. No, it's Mr. Jonathan's. God damn it. See, the thing I was wondering about this, cause I, but I knew I knew it wasn't going to be that. Because no, I don't think any movie was like that back then. There's not that progressiveness, I guess you could say. But black shampoo, and it's like, the stereotype is that, you know, if they're gay, a guy does hair in the salon, he's gay, probably. So I was like, could it be like a lead character in one of these old black exploitation movies be a gay black dude that owned a salon? But that would have been too. I don't, I don't know how that would have played back then. So, of course, he's like, like I said, he's got everybody throwing pussy. And like I said, even there's a point where even dick is being thrown at him. That's what we get to. But no, he's straight as fuck. I think they, that's a line in the movie where they say he's straight as a straight as a line or some shit they say later on in the movie. But they had to get it in there because he has... A couple women working in there, but then he has two gay guys working in there, and they're just how you would imagine they would be in the 70s movie is what they are. But then again, at the same time, I mean, they're not there for, I mean, they're, of course, there's jokes that are thrown at them, and they get some verbiage thrown at them that's horrible later, but they're actually kind of not, what did I say, pivotal to the plot? They're basically, they're not just throwaway gags. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. They're not using that as like a throwaway gag. Like, oh, no, like, you know how Blackula in the opening and shit, kind of. It's not, it's not like that. It's a little bit more, I don't know, I want to say grounded? That might not be the best word. I don't know how to explain. I don't actually know the word for it at the moment. It's just, it's not as offensive, maybe, as you would expect it to be in a 70s movie. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of talking in circles because I don't know the exact word I'm trying to get out. But I think y'all get what I mean. So why are you getting introduced to everybody? There's a woman that comes in. She's like, yo, I got an appointment with Mr. Jonathan. Talking to her as a, we call that secretary. What do you call the motherfuckers? Uh, receptionist. Thank you. Receptionist. And she's like, all right, let me go check in on him. And she hits the little button on the intercom. And you hear him fucking the shit out of the girly that's was in there during the opening credits, I'm pretty sure. And she's saying all kind of stuff like, oh, you're so good with your hands and all this other stuff. And the receptionist is like, oops, and pushes the button. And the girlies that came in for the appointment is like, 
oh, it sounds like she's having a good time. <laughs> and at this point, I'm wondering because another woman comes in later trying to get an appointment. I'm like, are these chicks coming here just to get fucked? Because it's like it seems like the the hairstyling is uh, secondary to what's going on here. If you know what I'm saying, hey. But eventually she's like, yeah, I gotta go though. I ain't got all day for this shit. He probably be fucking for a while. But then she's like, yo, does he make house calls? And she's like, I don't know. Let me go holler at him. And eventually she gets him and he's like, no. And so she's like, can you tell him I said please? And then he's like, all right, get her address. I'll go around there. So at this point, I'm wondering where the hell is this movie gonna go now? Okay, I'll, actually, I'll tell you what I thought was gonna happen here. This is what, exactly what I thought was gonna happen at this point. Girly that wanted to make the house call. Cause I read a little bit of the plot synopsis when I went to the Brown Sugar. I basically just said like uh, a, a, a hairstylist has to deal with the mafia. Is basically all it said. I think there was one other sentence after that. But um, I'm like, all right, this woman right here is gonna be a mob boss wife. Either her or the one he's fucking now. One of these two are going to be a mob boss wife. Dude's gonna find out that his wife is getting smashed up by this black dude. Get pissed, tear up his shop, probably kill his homies and they're doing hair, and then it's gonna be like a revenge thing. Not what happens, but some of the stuff I was kind of I had on point. It was we'll, you know we'll get to, but after he's done fucking old girl, he heads out. But as he's heading out, there's this other woman I was telling about. I can't remember her name right now. Is a Miss No Miss Simpson was the one that I think asked for the house. Before. I don't know. There's another woman that comes in there and she's like all dressed up all hard and with her hair looking like it's already done. That's why I'm wondering are they just coming to get smashed? Because it's like her hair doesn't look terrible. It looks like it got did in the back before she walked on the scene. But. Uh, he tells her, like, yo, I got to go. And she's like, oh, but it's been, like, two weeks, though. And he's like, I got to go. Reschedule. Had a homie already or the other homie do your hair or something. I'll be back later. So she sits down and is pissed. And after a few minutes, she's like, uh, tell that nigga basically that I'm going home. Fuck that. The ride is, uh, oh, his name is John. That's right. Or Jonathan. I'm just calling him John. Or Black Shampoo, whichever one comes out. But as John is leaving, there's, like, these little, of course, suspicious, shady-looking dudes that are standing there. And I'm like, okay, there's the mafia goons, probably. And I was right, because they come inside. And I didn't expect this, but they actually have beef with the receptionist. And they're saying shit like, yo, you thought you could hide from us. You didn't think we were going to find you. Well, we got that ass. You coming back with us. And she's like, nah, fuck you. I ain't going nowhere. Tell your boss. I'll call him later. I'm pretty sure is what she says. And her name is Brenda. I have to get that out there, too. The receptionist is Brenda. So eventually he she talks him to leave. They're like, all right, well you call that motherfucker. I'm gonna tell him you're gonna call. You better call. That scene's over. And uh, it is Miss Simpson. That is her name. I wrote it down. Uh, John is actually going to Miss Simpson's house for that house call. And there's uh, two young chicks there. I guess oh they were that's right. They're her daughters. And they're standing there in bikinis. And they're immediately like I said about to just throw on the pussy on because they're like. Hey, you're the hairstylist guy, right? And he's like, yeah, here to see your mama. And she's like, oh, you know, basically, why don't you come uh, chill with us for a little bit or whatever? And there's like, <laughs> I was laughing to myself. This might sound bad. I'm sorry. But as they're leading him into the backyard or wherever the fuck, by the oh, pool side, there you go, leading into the pool, there's like a zoom in shot on the asses. And the one girl ass is like non-existent. But the one that does have a little booty on her, they zoom the fuck in on it. Cause, and I was dying because I was like, yeah, whoever the cinematographer was knew that shit too. Because I'm like, they zoomed in right on the one I was looking at. And oh, while I'm talking about cinematography, I'm pretty sure he came up and I, and he, as a photographer for the Human Tornado. But the homie Dean Cundy, that was the fucking cinematographer on the thing, was the cinematographer for this movie. So Dean Cundy was out there zooming in on ass. So I like you even more, homie. 
But like, yeah, the girls are just they're they're doing their fucking Diane Carroll uh, Star Wars holiday special shit to him. They're just throwing mad lines and mad game at him. They're throwing it like here, like basically fuck the pussy, goddamn it, to the point where they taking down the panties and you just see all the pussy hair and everything. PJ would have been upset probably body and mouth hair. <laughs> I was like, damn, I wish PJ was here to watch this now because I couldn't imagine what he was going to say to that. But I think, yeah, yeah, I couldn't tell because they kind of zoom, or not zoom, but they cut away. And I thought the one, because the one girl with the booty got on top of him and I thought she was riding him. I'm like, oh, shit. And uh, I don't know how young they're supposed to be. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be like 18 or something, like of adult young age, but they look young. So I'm like, oh shit, is he fucking somebody young ass dog? Like what is happening? <laughs> and, uh, and then the mom comes and peeks out the door and I'm thinking, oh, she gonna go out there and be like, yo, that's my dick. But no, she doesn't do that just yet because she's watching what's going on. She sees her daughters out there harassing the fuck out of dude. Cause like I said, while girl is on top of him, he just sitting there like with a the, all calm, like, ah, oh, damn. Okay, here we go. It's like, <laughs> you can tell your man, like, oh, no, please don't suck my dick. <laughs> but she's on top of doing the mama just smiling like, that's my baby. You know, that type of look on her face. And it cuts back to the daughters in there. I think they start trying to take his shirt off or something. And then they cut back to the mom again. And that's when she comes outside. And she's like, yo, y'all little whores. I don't know. She says some shit to him, like, get the fuck off of him. And they, no, that's afterwards, I think. they She actually starts spanking them motherfuckers. And I wrote down my nose, right? She did, right? Mom spanks daughters. Yeah, okay. So she did. She starts spanking them. And then they get into the pool, I guess, to hide. Because they're like, yo, mom can't swim. Then they're telling her, like, yo, push her in. She can't swim. I'm like, oh, they trying to kill her mom. Kill their mom to get some dick now. Goddamn. Then the porno scenario happens, though. Because the mom is like, oh, you naughty little girls. I'm going to teach you a lesson. And she gets on top of dude. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to basically, I'm going to show you how it's done. You know, maturity and you know, age brings uh, experience or whatever the fuck you're talking about. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm telling you, there's, it's like the porno got cut out of the porno. Because this is, of course, if you've seen porno, if you listen to this show, I'm sure you have. That's how a lot of this, this is like, this is a actual scenario probably that happens. Like, it's like, oh, you got the young girl. And then it's like, I don't know if you're watching the MILF porn or something. And they got the young girl fucking with the dude. And then the mom comes out and I'm going to show you how it's done. And she starts riding up and down his dick because she gets on top of him and like because she has on a dress and she like i'm sure she ain't got no drawers on she pulls her dress up and everything but the only thing is that his pants are up so i don't know if off camera she like unzipped his pants and pulled it through the hole and got it i don't know what she doing because it makes it look like they're fucking but his pants are on and they don't explicitly show anything unzipping and getting pulled out so i don't fucking know maybe i'm thinking too much into it or like i said maybe he fucked her and they cut the shit out because they didn't want to put out an x-rated movie i don't fucking know Damn, the orphan black chick is cute. I'm sorry. I'm looking at TV again in the background. Um, <laughs> um, fuck, that threw me off. That <laughs> mom grinds on John, okay. Oh, Brenda, yeah, back at the salon. Um, she's telling John about, you know, some guys came by and I got to go and everything, I think. And she goes into her backstory, but it's not real detailed. I don't remember. She kind of just basically says, like, yo... This dude wanted me to be with him, and I didn't want to be with him, so I walked out on him. But he don't like people to walk out on him. He always get what he want. And that's basically the whole backstory. I don't remember it going any deeper than that. And so she's like, I got to go. And he's like, yeah, you ain't going nowhere. I got you. And this ain't slave times no more. Master can't just come and take you and make you go do what he want to do, shit like that. He's like, I tell you what, though. I'm going to take you out to dinner. And she's like, nah. And he's like, I'm taking you out to dinner. Fuck that nigga. And so you get a dinner montage, or as I should say, the love montage, because 
I didn't. Ex- I should. I don't know why I didn't expect this. I should have known this was coming. But she falls in love with him like immediately. Like, or I should say, they fall in love with each other, and because he starts bugging out later. Okay, this is actually a good time to bring this up because this movie is well, how long? Hour and twenty five minutes. You could probably cut that twenty five minutes out, if not even a little bit more, but definitely that twenty five minutes, because there is a lot of fucking just shots that go on and on and montages that go on and on or it's either like yo we pay for this song and we gonna use all of it or yo we have to make this feature length to be able to put in the movie theater or both even because there's something because like this montage goes on forever to the point where it's like i fucking get it they're falling in love the song that's playing is saying like falling in love 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 it's saying basically what they want you to know like hey they're falling in love I got it the first minute. I didn't need the other like four minutes of whatever or wherever the fuck this montage. It just felt like it kept going on and on. And this is like when I the first time that happened. This is gonna happen a few more times throughout this movie where I'm just like, oh my god. Felt like Joel watching Manos. I'm just like, I legit yelled something at the screen. I don't think it was do something, but it was just like, come on, or get the fuck on with it. You know, shit like that. I legit yelled at the TV. So that's not a good sign for the score, I'm sure later. And there's also something else to go along with that, but I'll wait and tell you about that later. But after, like I said, all the montage is finally over. You finally get introduced to the mob boss, too. I was surprised it took this long to get introduced to him. And the guys are reporting in about what happened. And you get that first F-bomb thrown out. And, of course, if you know, if you're new to the show, you might not know what I mean. But, because, I mean, when I say F-bomb, I don't mean fuck. I done already said that a few times. Now, the word fuck is nothing. I mean the offensive word, the F-word, the, the slur against gay people word. That one gets thrown out. I actually talked to somebody recently, and they were um, they were looking at me all crazy because I was talking about, you know, I said somebody, oh, they dropped the F-bomb or something like that. And they looked at me like, oh, you drop F-bombs all the time. I'm like, what, fuck? And they're like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking about fuck. They're like, what you mean? And I was like, the, the gay people slur that F-bomb. And he's like, they call that an F-bomb now? I was, like, I, don't tell, I was like, I don't know if everybody do. I call it one. You know, the F-word, basically. And they're like, well, I mean, well, I mean, it's not... What did he say? It's basically, it, he, it basically came down to the fact that he's like, he didn't think it was that bad where he had to like call it the F word or something like that. And I was like, as a white guy, so I tried to break it down to him. I'm like, all right, N word. Like, yeah. He was like, yeah. I was like, it's a slur used to, you know, diss people basically, right? He's like, yeah. So that's why it's called the N word. You're not supposed to say that shit. It's a slur. And it's like, uh, what's the word? Dehumanizing me? I don't know. There's a word I'm thinking of. It might not be the one. But basically, I was like, all right. And I was like, the F word, used to diss gay people and all that shit. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like, I'm not, I'm not going to say that shit. I'm, I'll say nigga because I'm black. I don't give a fuck. And, you know, I probably shouldn't say it anyway. But, but that one, I'm like, I'm not gay. So I'm not about to throw that out there. And it's always, it's funny to me because I guess maybe it's the same with white people when they hear saying nigga all the time. But I just hear gay cats that I know throwing that around and calling each other that. And it's the funniest shit sometimes. It's like, damn. I was like, this is how it feels for white people to hear us calling niggas all the time. Huh? It's just crazy. But then again, I hear white folks calling each other crackers and rednecks and you know, all kind of shit. So I don't know. I guess every every subset has their word that they don't want other people to call them, but they'll call themselves. Like we all do it. I've heard every race have their own word that they say to each other. I've heard Latino cats. I've heard Asian cats saying shit to each other before. So I guess it's just a thing. But it's just like, yeah, I had to break it down to him. And then he was like, oh, I never thought about it like that. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. He just, he just got into a whole big discussion about bad words. And it just all came down to the fact that I say F word in place of that other word. Because I won't front as a kid. We all said that shit. Because we're all a bunch of ignorant assholes. Especially in the hood. Listen to old 
hip hop music and like I said watch these old movies it's thrown around like a motherfucker but of course you get older more tolerant more intelligent and less ignorant and you figure out oh I probably shouldn't say that shit so I don't know the more you know I guess cue the music but back to Black Shampoo because well, that discussion will come back because it goes fucking haywire later he sends the, the bomb ball sends the goons back to the shop he's like yo I want my girl or I want ogre it's not his girl I want Brenda and she gonna come back to me. So go tear up that shop and basically like let her know like I'm gonna keep fucking this shit up until you come back. And so you get to the they uh the goons get to the shop. Like, I'm guessing it's no, it's not at night. I was gonna say overnight once everybody gone, but I guess they just happened to come at the right time when John and Brenda were gone. Cause when John and Brenda come back after this, no wait a minute, maybe that's the next day. I don't, I don't know actually now the, now I'm confused by the fucking timeline. Because the goons, when they leave, John and Brenda come back and it's still light out. But I'm thinking that I thought they were coming back from their date, which it was also light out. So maybe they did just come at, they just happened to come at the right time. Then again, nobody was there getting their hair done. So maybe it was closing and maybe he just gave her a ride in the morning or maybe they spent a night together. I don't fucking know. Why am I thinking so hard about this shit? It don't matter. Just know that the goons came by sometime when nobody was there and they're like bumblefuckery. Bumblefuckily, there you go. Ooh, that's the word. Bumblefuckily destroying the salon. Because there's like the main guy. There's a, and then there's a big black guy. And there's like a little skinny white dude. And he's like the goofball. And he's like trying to break stuff. And sometimes he's like too weak to break something. Or he can't do it right. And they got the fucking screwball music playing over top of it. Sounding like the Pink Panther. Even though at one point, I swear, I looked down to write a note. And I thought I heard the fucking Silver Shamrock music from Halloween 3 start playing. I swear I did. It was the same exact fucking tune. Or, you know, music. Whatever the fuck the instrument is. So it threw me off. Because I looked up like, what the fuck? And then it got, it's kind of like the, the, um... The Looney Tunes music mixed with the Silver Shamrock thing from Halloween 3 is the music that's in the background. Oh, that's what it was. He was trying to, the, the skinny dude was trying to, I guess, I guess he trying to break a, a foam mannequin head, which I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know. This dumb shit happening. And so they're knocking down shelves, throwing shit at mirrors, breaking, you know, pulling down shelves, all the chemicals, getting it all over the floor, just tearing shit up. And then, like I was saying, eventually Brenda and John come back and they find that the shop is all fucked up. And he's pissed. And she's like, you know, I'm sorry. I did this. It's my fault and everything. I'm going to just get up out of here. And while he's like, because at one point John gets mad, he throws something at the, the mirror and it shatters. And, you know, it's a camera shot trying to be all cool with shit. Yeah, but like, while all that's going on, she just leaves. Because he turns around thinking he's like, hey, Brenda, where you go? And then there's, it's kind of weird because this is, again, another one where I was trying to wonder the timeline of, the time frame of what's happening. Because she leaves and then there's a shot of her driving in the car. And it has that love music playing in the background again. And so I'm like, okay, it's like love, love. I'm okay, I'm, I can't go away. I love him. Is that what this is? So she comes back to the shop. And I guess it's like maybe a few hours later. Because she comes in and she just starts stripping. Like getting butt-ass naked. Like everything on the camera. Takes the top off. Takes the pants off. Takes the panties off. Raw, all that shit. And she's walking around. And, he, and uh, yeah, he's in the shower. And so she walks back there to, you know, be like, hey, can I get in with you? She doesn't say that, but that's the look she gives. And he just, like, reaches out for her, like, get that ass in here, girl. And they start kissing and making out in the shower. And this is the second time now where the little montage or whatever the fuck you want to call it just goes on and on and on and on. And it's like, I get it. They fucking. 
damn, I don't need to watch it for five minutes. And granted, I don't mind looking at her body because it looked nice. But let's get on with this goddamn movie because this is so far, this is like the bare minimum of plots. Like this is damn near a plotless movie at this point. We got the goons. Okay, we know they want her, but it's like let's let's get this shit popping. Let's let's go. But after they fuck, they end up falling asleep together and everything. And the next morning, you know, she hits you with the SpongeBob meme. You no, know, all right, I'm gonna head out on your ass. And after she leaves, the stylist come. Artie and the black dude come back, and uh, they're like, "Oh my god, look what they did to my shower. Look what they did to my mirror. Look what they did to the black shampoo." Wakes up, and he comes out there. You know, puts a towel on everything. He's like, "Yo, Brenda." He's there looking all around. They're like, yo, what the fuck are you talking about? She's not here yet. He's like, you mean you ain't seen her all day? And they're like, nah, but look at this shop, though. Like, fuck Brenda. What the fuck is happening here? So then you get another little montage of just Black Shampoo driving around looking for Brenda. And it goes on for a little while. And I'm like, come on. I, I get it. He can't find her. God damn it. That could have just been like a fadeaway or something. Like, why is it just dragging the fuck out? But then he finally gets back to the shop after, I guess, his, his search failed, I guess. And the goons are back. And they're like, hey, you're looking for Brenda? And he's like, yeah. He's like, we know where she at, and we're here to take you to her. And it's like, oh, well, okay, that was convenient. I wish that he would have just been like, hey, y'all haven't seen Brenda? And they're like, nah, we haven't seen her. And then the goons just happen to walk in like, hey, I hear you're looking for Brenda. Like, we didn't even need that little montage. That could have been cut the fuck out. But like I said, we need that time. We need to be over 80 minutes to get this feature length, I guess. So moving on, they take her to the mob boss's house. Well, actually, they don't take him. He's like, yo, I'm taking my own car. And so he follows him to the house. And at this point, I was fucking confused a little bit. I had a feeling of what was happening, but I didn't know if he was going to try and pull some Shyamalan bullshit or something. Because the mob boss is like, hey, you must be John. I heard you're looking for Brenda. So he calls her over, and she had, like, an afro and everything before, but now she got, like, I don't know what the fucking hair. I don't know hairstyle names and shit, but it's, like, straight, curly kind of thing. It's not an afro, basically. It's more of a white woman hairstyle. And she comes over there and, and she's like, uh, basically, you must be mistaken. You know, I'm I'm here with my boss guy. I'm not fucking with you. And, you know, not, of course, that's not what she said, but that's what she, I'm getting out of it. And he's confused just like I am. He's like, what? He's like, oh, I guess money can buy anything, huh? You know, basically, oh, he just bought her out. And so he's like, well, fuck you then. I'm out. Peace. SpongeBob me. And at this point, I was wondering, like, is she doing that to, like, try and not get him killed or... Is like I said, is this some twisty shit going on? I don't fucking know. I should I don't know why I'm giving this movie way too much credit. Thinking that it's gonna do some Shyamalan type shit. Or like even just some surprising shit. Cause Shyamalan shit is whack a lot of times too. But just trying to do some type of twist, some Hitchcock shit. There you go, that's a better one. That's what I was thinking was gonna happen, but of course not. What the fuck am I talking about? So John is like, I'm I'm out there in peace, fuck this. But as he's going away, fuck man, the little the little skinny dude says some smart to him. And he's like, because I think he said something to the effect of, oh, you know, I thought you was that dude, man. Then you didn't let your girl get took. And he fucking stills on dude. I think he knocks me the fuck out. I think he was asleep on the ground. I don't think he was moving. And uh, the other black guy, the big one, comes up and tries to do something. He gets his ass mopped, too. And he's like down on his knees. He looks up at Black Shampoo and he's like, I don't get you back for this nigga. Or something like that. And uh, what did he say? I forget. He, the Black Shampoo says some little smart line back to him that shuts dude the fuck up. And uh, yeah, this next scene is fucking weird. Like, it, it, it comes to it comes dangerously close to making your good guy a bad guy. But this is the '70s, so I don't know how it played back then. But I guess John is just pissed because, like the montage told me before, he was in love with Brenda, and so I guess he, he had a frustration dick or an angry hard one. 
Because he goes to, remember I told you when he left the first time to go make the house call the old girl with the daughters, there was another woman that came in one day and get with him. And he was like, nah, I'm about to head out, go fuck with one of the other hairdressers. Well, he must know where she lived at because he goes to her house and she, um, she's like surprised. Like, oh, hey, what's going on? What's happening? And he starts feeling all up on her and she's kind of like, yo, hold up. You know, you can't do this shit like you right in front of my front door and out in the open and I don't know if she got a husband or something, but she's kind of looking around like, yo, what are you doing? And she and he keeps like grabbing up on her, getting real, real rapey looking. And she's like, stop. Then he starts kissing her anyway. And she's got her hands out like, I don't know how he's like outstretched. Like she, I thought she was going to start clawing his back or something. But then I guess she gives in. Because she's doing a little thing like she's going to like scratch him up. But then she kind of just goes into like a hug. And she's like, oh, Mr. Jonathan. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh, no. That, oh, no. That looked bad, homie. Like I said, I don't know. Back in the 70s, he may have been looking at it like, yeah, that's a smooth nigga right there. He got that pussy. I'm looking at it now. And as a 28-year-old 20 in 2020, like, um, that looked like a sexual assault player. I don't know how. That looked kind of bad. And that happens a lot with these type like. James Bond movies like that's one of the reasons why Spirit doesn't like James Bond movies is because of shit like this so I'm sure she wouldn't like this either but even I had them and I'm, even this one I'm like yeah that looked bad that looked real bad especially to be out in the front opening everything too and like broad daylight like blatantly assaulting this motherfucking chick and granted she came in wanting to get fucked earlier but she's telling you now she don't want to get fucked bros I mean it's it's Sticky situation, situation sticky. Ooh, that was a bad pun that I didn't intend, but hey. <laughs> okay, who did that song? Um, sticky situation, whose song is that? I want to say, I'm gonna give myself one shot at this. Um, is it Tyrone Brunson? I know he did the Smurf. Did he do Sticky Situation too? Fuck it, let's find out. Who the fuck knows who Tyrone Brunson is besides me? I just thought about that. I just threw that name out there like people know that name. Yes. Yeah. I still got it, baby. Yeah, there we go. He did a Smurf, too. I think I like the Smurf better, but... Yeah, check out Tyrone Brunson if you don't know what I'm talking about. B-R-U-N-S-O-N. Got the music in there. Get it in there. All right, um, but... Yeah, so after the little, that rapey-looking shit happens, Brenda is back at, um, with the boss, and he's... She's, like, just... It's weird. She just standing in, in the pool, butt-ass naked, and she just kind of staring off into space that my boss calls for her, and she's like hey, i'm coming dear and she does like this like i mean i guess if you're like basically being a sex slave you wouldn't be of high spirits now nah, i think about it i guess it's more understandable why she's staring off in the space because she's somewhere she don't want to be but she just does a slow walk puts on you know a little uh button up long sleeve shirt walks over to dude with a towel and everything he's like oh here let me help you with that and he towels her off and shit and while she, he's doing that she looks down at his like he got his little ledger book or whatever down and it's open and she's like looking at it and he smacks the shit out of her like don't you ever look at my motherfucking books or my notes and she's like i'm sorry baby or whatever the fuck and he's like 
All right, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to snap at you like that. But she didn't. While um, he, I think the goons come out. He starts talking to him, and she looks down at it again. So you can see them gears are moving. She's plotting something. And back at the salon, your boy Black Shampoo is just all distraught, like he fell in love with the quickness, and then basically in his mind got dumped with the quickness. So the homies are there, like, yo, I tell you what, man, we got this motherfucking barbecue party we about to have, or we about to go to. I don't know if they throwing it or not, but we about to go to this BBQ party, and. You should just roll with us. I don't know. <laughs> so at first he's like, barbecue party, huh? And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll go with you. So fuck it. We had the barbecue party. And um, this definitely came out after the Mac. So I was wondering if they were biting his style with this. Because in the Mac, there's the part where they had uh, the player picnic. Where it's basically all the pimps and players out there, you know, with the with their holes and everything. And everybody just partying, eating barbecue, chilling. The kids is out there playing. And I think the players balls that night. But there's that whole scene where everybody just chilling and doing everything. That's kind of what this reminded me of. But it was like, whereas that was like probably at like a park or something. This is like kind of at a, it's like a barn or some shit out there where they at. And it's a bunch of chicks walking out there like naked and or not naked with their titties out and everything. Everybody just chilling. And a woman comes up with a shirt that says Mr. Jonathan on it. And she's like, hey, um, I heard you need a new receptionist. Can I get the job? And the boy already is like, you know what? Yeah, I think he'll like you very much. And then I'm like, cause she a little young chick with big titties. He's like, oh yeah, he'll like you. So yeah, you got the job. She's like, yeah, hell yeah. And then there's this other older guy with glasses and he's trying hard to get some of black shampoo's dick. Cause he's like, um, you know, how you think you would fuck with your boy? And Hardy's like, nah, man, he's as straight as an arrow. That's what I think he said. And he's like, oh, you don't think I can bend him a little bit? And your boy's like, hell no, nah, he ain't want to fuck with you. Like, get off my boy, leave him alone. But he keeps saying, I think he already walks away and, he, and the dude talks to his friend or whoever he's with. He's like, I'm basically, he says, I'm going to get that dick. Basically. <laughs> so, all right, plotting. But while that's going on, John Black Shampoo finally shows up. It's like a little homie out there shopping some goods. He's like, I'm going to holler at you later. And he comes up and already sees him. He's like, hey, I want to introduce you to the new receptionist. And he looks at her. He's like, yeah, 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 she'll do nicely, whatever fuck. And he walks on. And that's when dude walks up on him trying to get the penis again. He's like, hey, um, your friend didn't introduce me us or something like that. And then already walks up. like He's like, you yeah, know, nah, I didn't. Get the fuck out of here. And pulls him away. And your boy's like, damn it. But he tells, uh, he tells Artie, like, hey, you know what? Oh, no, actually, I take that back. It's already is like, yo, man, this ain't like you, man. You got all you got everybody. I can't even say all these women. Like, everybody is, like, trying to throw themselves at you. And you ain't taking none of it, man. What's up with you? You good? And he's like, nah, man, I don't think I'm good, bro. I think I'm going to just go hang out at my cabin for a few days, you know, get my mind right. So Artie's like, all right, yeah, 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 do your thing, bro. And then I'll take care of the salon for you. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Homie's like, thank you, my nigga. <laughs> but uh, back at the boss's house. Brenda's in the, getting in the car. They're probably about to go somewhere. But then the boss is like, oh, shit, you know, I think I forgot something. I'll be right back. He leaves a suitcase in the whip, though. So she goes in there, goes through all this shit. Oh, no, she doesn't go through all this shit. What am I saying? She just bumble fucks around with the lock for a long time. That's what she was doing. Because the way she was moving her hands, I thought she was, you know, fucking with shit. But no, she ain't even opened it yet. She's bumble fucking with the locks and shit. Takes her forever. She gets it open and his little ledger book is in there. She takes the ledger book out, throw it into the bushes next to the car. Not very not very well hidden. Why was that so hard to get out? <laughs> it's throwing away it's a white book, so it's like it's visible. I thought he's gonna walk by and just see the shit. Like, what are you doing? But he doesn't. And but then she's trying to hurry up and shut the lock back. But of course, like I said, she's bumble fucking around with it, so she almost gets caught. So ride out. Uh, boss guy drops her off at the store and he's like alright you know have fun baby I'll see you later and she immediately hails a cab and goes right the fuck back to the house to go get the book 
but the two uh his main set of goons is there and they're like what the fuck are you doing here you're supposed to be out shopping and she's like yo i decided to go for a ride instead and he's like yeah the boss don't like when you change plans like that he likes to know where the fuck you at and she's like well bitch why don't you go tell him where the fuck i'm at he's like yeah i will and while they walk off to go snitch on her, she grabs the book and bangs the fuck out. So Brenda goes to the shop and she's telling, asking Artie, like, yo, where the fuck is he at? I got to go find him. Shit's crazy out here, son. This is life or death. And the uh, dude, I mean, Artie's not really telling her at first. And he's, she's like, motherfucker, look, bro. I love, oh, that's why. He was like, do you really love him? And she's like, motherfucker, yeah, I love him. I'm risking getting my ass shot over this motherfucker. So, yes, I love the nigga. Where the fuck is he at? And he's like, oh, he's here. And he points at a painting. And they do like a zoom into the painting. And it like kind of goes into the next shot. It's kind of cool looking, I admit, for a low-budget movie. But, um, yeah, she's, so she's at the cabin. And I, I just called him the groundskeeper. And my nose was like a little black groundskeeper dude. And I went down guessing, takes care of the cabin. And she's like, yo, where the fuck you at? And he's like, oh, you dead? Or, why I say Debbie? <laughs> it's your friend. So, yeah, she's like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, yeah, he's up there playing pool. And I'm thinking, you know, black shampoo, that dude. I'm thinking he's going to like this fly-ass little cabin. It looked like a fucking dog. It looked like the goddamn evil dead cabin in the woods almost. But she goes up there and he's playing pool, like he said. And I'm pretty sure they end up fucking... Oh, no, they don't. It actually cuts away, I think. Because the goons go back to the salon. And they're trying to figure out. Because I guess at this point, they realize, like, oh, the book is gone. She gone. Put two and two together. They're not that dumb, apparently. And they're questioning the fuck out of dude. I think. Is he? Is it this point? No, that's later. Okay, so it's not that point. No, this is where they just start machine gunning them F-bombs out, though. And it's like, whoo-hoo. This is definitely the 70s. But I think they don't get any info out of dude. I don't remember exactly. What happens in this scene exactly, actually? Because, oh, no, I think it just cuts away. Okay, I think this is the scene I think of, but they cut away. So, yeah, I'll just, we'll just keep going. And just, just say when the girlie got to the cabin and met up with dude, they start fucking. But there's a bunch of cut back and forth. So, they're fucking while all this is happening. So, now, oh, yeah, like I said, they're back there harassing the dudes at the salon, machine gunning F-bombs. But then the boss is like, hey, look, we need to find where the fuck she at. You going to tell us where the fuck she at. Hand me that, uh, what do you call it, curling iron. And he's sitting, he plugged it in, he's sitting there with his, fucking with it with his finger, like, making sure it's hot. And he's like, you're going to tell us what we want to know, or it's about to get real bad for you in here. And your boy Artie's like, look, I don't know where the fuck she at. And dude's like, all right, pull his pants down. So the goons pull it down, and he fucking jams that hot curling iron up his ass. It's horrible. Fuck that. I could, <laughs> daddy, that kind of, I, I can't, I can't lie. I did kind of like, ooh, when I saw it, I was like, whoo, whoo, fuck that. Because I've been thinking it's just going to be like some L.O. Cool J in too deep shit where he just jams the thing up the ass. I didn't expect it to be hot. I should have, but for exploitation movie, of course, it's turned on. I'm just surprised they didn't show the shit for real. But, of course, they get the info out of them because you got a hot curling iron up somebody's ass, of course. Oh, man, I just thought about something. No, well, I guess, oh, man, why they got me thinking about this shit? Okay. So, you know, they talk about cauterizing wounds, right? And closing them up and everything. So if he jammed a hot curling iron up his ass... Would that have fused all the skin together in the asshole and make it so that, like, maybe you can't shit no more? Like, it's total fusion. Like, nothing's coming out of there no more. The skin is stuck together. It's like that Shaolin torture Wu-Tang shit. So your asshole clothes and keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. But instead of sewing it clothes, we're going to solderize that shit clothes. That sounds fucked, bruh. As like some torture point. Like that's something you would expect to see in a hostile movie. But hostile, they would have definitely showed that shit. I wonder, medical personnel out there in the world, is that how that shit would that is that what it would have happened? Or would it just been severe burn? Or would it just have died, honestly? I don't fucking know. I don't wanna think about it no more. Moving on. <laughs>
But uh, yeah, like I said, of course he tells him because you got a hot girl jammed up your ass. You gonna talk? So he tells them where the fuck the cabin is and everything. So they're rolling up and the groundskeeper's right there and they're like, "Yo, where the fuck are they at?" He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, All right, will you? How the fuck? Oh no, no, no. They asked him, like, what the fuck is going on where they at? He's like, I don't know who you're talking about. He's like, motherfucker, her car right there. You know who he's talking about. And he kind of gives a look like, oh, shit, her car is right there. Oops. But why, before he can uh, have a chance to say anything else, Brenda and Black Shampoo are walking in the background. And then your boy points is like, oh, there they are. He gets back in the car and he tells the driver, fuck it, run them over. And they just run the fuck over the groundskeeper. It's like, oh, shit. And Black Shampoo sees it. He's like, these motherfuckers. So at this point, it's just like a it's, it's a long little chase scene. I, I don't think he no he doesn't have any guns, so he's kind of running. But he goes to and grabs a chainsaw. The massacre was from Texas, so he pulled out the chainsaw. Hey, got old boys reference. But um, yeah, he got the chainsaw. And at first, I'm wondering like you can't really splinter cell with a chainsaw. You're not gonna sneak up on a nigga with that loud ass thing. So how's this gonna work? But I, he makes it work because he's hiding in the bushes. And uh, both the big uh, the big black guy. And the the small white guy goon, they're walking around, and he just run, he gets up right behind them, and then he pulls the fucking chainsaw and starts it up, and he cuts them the fuck up. Doesn't really show a whole lot. You just get a little blood here and there. It's not super you no know, gory or anything. So I think the I forget how the black guy got cut, but I know the white guy got like he got it to the stomach. I'm pretty sure he got like a halfway slit in his stomach. And I think oh boy the the main goon he shoots. And it makes him like drop the chainsaw and Black Shampoo starts running. And he runs up and seeing his boys all hacked up. And he's like, motherfucker. So now he's chasing Black Shampoo around the, the forest. And eventually, I think John and Brenda are hiding in the bushes. And the, the guy's looking right toward him. I don't, think, I don't know if he can see him directly or not. But they're basically looking at each other. And he's like, I'm going to get you, motherfucker. And your boy Black Shampoo tries to, I can, he's like, fuck it. I, the chainsaw's not starting. He's trying to rev the chainsaw, but it's not coming on. So that's when dude's like, oh, there they are. And he's running up with the chopper. So Black Shampoo is like, fuck it. He just throws the chainsaw or tries to because he, he throws his arm back to toss it. But then while his arm is up, his stomach is all open. So he gets a shot to the gut and he drops the chainsaw. Uh, the goon, I think he's trying to go in for the kill. But the boss, oh, his gun. I think he dropped his gun or something. Brendan and the boss are both running to the gun. But of course, the boss gets to it first. And he grabs her. And he's like, yo, chill the fuck out. I'll blow my motherfucking head off. So, of course, homeboy chills out. And I think the goon starts, like, punching him in his gunshot wound and shit. And it makes old girl be like, hey, look, the book is in the cabin. Just stop punching on him. And so they're like, all right, take us to the book. And when they get up there, oh, water on the way there, Black Shampoo is, like, whispering to Brenda. He's like, yo, don't tell him where the book at. It's our only chance. So when they get up there, they're like, all right, where's that? And Black Shampoo's like, oh, she lied to you. It's back at the salon. And that's when you, boy, there's, like, a close-up shot of him punching him in the gunshot wound and, like, blood splashing out of it and shit. They go inside the cabin, and when they do, there's like a zoom in shot of under the steps, and the book is right there, right under the steps. If they had just probably looked over to the right and down, they would have saw it. It's not really hidden, it's just sitting there. But they're inside the cabin. The guy's beating up on Black Shampoo, and the boss is like, You dumbass, that's not gonna work. You gotta, what is he, I forget what exactly he says. He's no, it's not about strength, it's about the mind. You gotta fuck with his mind. You can beat him all day, he won't tell you shit. And so they bend, uh, they bend Brenda over a little stair or a stool or something. And I'm thinking, that I'm like, oh, he gonna fucking rape her in front of Black Shampoo until he talk. That's fucked. But then he reaches over for a pool stick. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna jam a pool stick up her ass like LL Cool J and in too deep. That's fucked. But no, he ends up just 
whooping her with it. She's like smacking her in the ass with a pool stick, which sucks. But it's like of the three, of the two things that I thought was gonna happen, it's probably the better thing to just hit her in the ass. I sounds bad to say, but it's like from the other two things I thought was gonna happen, it's the least extreme of the three. But while he, but he's doing it, and he's like, you want to tell me where it's at now? He's like, the black ship who just keeps saying no. So she gets hit like five, six times, and she's like, no, don't tell him nothing. And then out of fucking nowhere. The groundskeeper guy that got ran over is alive and doesn't look terribly fucked up after getting ran over by a car. And he has like a little axe or a hatchet and he hatches the one goon in the chest and it's like super gory and bloody looking. I'm like, whoa, where did the horror movie shit come from all of a sudden? Because motherfuckers are like leaking now. And fucking Black Shampoo snatches the pool cue from uh, the, the mob boss and fucking impels him with it. Like, what the fuck? Like, Friday the 13th kills out of nowhere. And I got, like, hype. It was the first time I got hype since the beginning. I got the hype is in the opening credits and right before the end credits. It's crazy. Because I'm like, God damn. Because he doesn't, like, he impels him. Like, it goes in and comes out his back. Like, that shit is going through him. And so, of course, he is dead as fuck. And then Brenda and, you know, Jonathan, they hug and... And they does that little freeze frame, like negative camera footage looking shit. And just bam, movie over. Credits are running on the side. Right side, you got them looking all black and white. Left side, you got the credits. Get the 70s music playing. That's black shampoo, bro. That's it. It's like, damn, that came out of nowhere. <laughs> I thought there was going to be something else. But nah, the fuck it, story's over. We didn't have much plot to begin with, so once this is gone, it's over. That's it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's Black Shampoo. So, I will be back with this, the rating. I get a movie. Here's some promo, maybe some ads. I don't fucking know. Here's something for you. I'll be right back. Hello there. You're listening to Home Video Hustle. This is Angel and Nikki from the Color Me Dead podcast. If you guys like true crime, dark humor, and a little bit of uh, off-topic rants, come join us at the Color Me Dead podcast. New episodes air every Wednesday, and mini-sodes every Monday. You can find us on all podcast apps or ageofradio.org slash colormedead. Enjoy your episode of Home Video Hustle from Brent and PJ. And stay stay out out of chalk lines. lines. Goodbye. Goodbye. Motherfucking black shampoo, man. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Like I was saying before, I didn't want to get too deep into it, but now it's that time. But it, it's not terribly exciting, dog. Like I, I've I've been accused before by people I'm, I'm cool with that listen to podcasts. They're basically like, oh, anytime it's a black movie, y'all give it good scores, even if it sucks. Y'all just y'all know y'all y'all go easy on them movies. I'm like, nah, not necessarily. I mean, we have like there's a couple of them that we've given like lesser scores to. I I can go back in the books and look, but I ain't that deep into it right now. But yeah, nah, this is gonna break that mold because I didn't really like it that much to be completely honest i think this would have been one of the movies that would have definitely got like a hustle bump if pj was here but like just watching it by myself like not even having a spirit here it's just like it drug man like it drug like the other thing i was gonna tell you about that i was keeping track of other than you know the montages like driving me fucking crazy is that i checked the timer four times during the movie at least four times i might i don't know if i because i started taking the little i started marking them off like halfway through the movie and I know I skipped a couple of them so I just put four and then after I put four I didn't do it again so I'm just gonna say I checked it four times but that's still a lot to check the timer in an hour and 25 minute movie but it just it didn't I don't know like I want to say 
after the scene with the daughters and the mom, like the the porno opening scene, like after that part, the movie just was a drag for the most part, man. And it didn't really hype and hype up again until, like I said, the fucking horror movie kills, and that's like the last two minutes. So in an hour and twenty five minute movie, there was probably like. 15 minutes of like in real enjoyment in the movie that's terrible but the stuff that i really wasn't with still had like it still made me chuckle here and there but it's like eh, i couldn't really recommend that you check it out unless because it's not it's not even like one of them you know so bad is good type things it's not it's not entertainingly bad you know what i'm saying like it's that's why i couldn't like there's really no notes because there's no plot there and a lot of times with movies that have no big plot the way to make them real entertaining is just to do off the wall type shit like like i keep bringing it up but like a dolomite or something just do dumb shit but there's not a lot of dumb shit the movie takes itself serious as fuck a lot of the time so of course except for like the sexual stuff like that's all goofy as fuck and that's why that's some of the best stuff in the movie but for the most part yeah it just kind of it kind of dried man like i was like, from the start, like I said, man, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm a fuck. I even told the spirit, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to fuck with this. And then, like, almost right after she left, like, five, ten minutes later, I was just was like, ah, <laughs> damn, man. But, like I said, it has its hits and its misses, but I was going to say, like, a, uh, I don't know, because I, I think I gave it a bump in my mind because of those last two kills, but I was going to give it a three originally. But then in my mind, like the whole time, like going up to the end, I'm like, yeah, this is a three. All right, I'm like, yeah, it's three. Because it's like, it's not horrible, it's entertaining, but it's like the highs are high and the lows are low, man. But them highs are fucking hilarious. And if you could go on YouTube and find like the opening of the movie and the end of the movie, just do it. That's it. That's all you really need. Or you got the Brown Sugar app, I guess you can watch it. That's how I looked at it. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think the bump, I want, in my mind, I bumped it to a four. After those last two kills and the excitement of those last two kills, but I'm just trying to decide if I want to keep it at a four, or now that I'm like come down from the hype of that last two, do I want to bring it back to a three? But I think I'm gonna stick at a four though. I think I'll keep it at a four because it's like it's it's not a five because you know fives are just like you know meh whatever fuck. But it's not really a man movie to me because like I don't even want to like I've, it's one of those ones where it's like I've seen it, I'm done with it. It's checked off the mental list. It's checked off the Patreon list. I'm fine. Like, I don't need it in the collection or nothing. I've seen it. It's in the mental collection. So, yeah, I'm thinking of four, man. That's where I'm at. Dale, I don't know if you fucked with it heavy or not. I can't remember, but I swear I remember you saying it was like, I think he's, if I remember right, you sounded kind of like how I did. It was just like, meh, eh, like that type of shit. So, I don't know. Fuck it. Let me know, shit. But, yeah, man, that's the movie. Thank you again, Dale, for the Patreon love. But now, of course, we got Samus on the show. And I don't know where the fucking cards are, because I think she moved them. <laughs> Hold on, let me try to find these damn cards. Alright, found them. <laughs> Black History Flash cards for that ass from the Urban Intellectuals. And today I'm going to tell you about... Like I said, I think somebody shuffled all my cards around, and I'm going back through a bunch of ones I read already. Because I know we can't have done all these. But then again, I'm like, I remember seeing... I remember reading a bunch of these though, so maybe we did. Cause I know for sure, homie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember. I don't remember this one. Let's do him. I don't remember actually saying it. Okay. But I history flash card for this episode. The homie John Hendrick Clark, uh, born January first, nineteen fifteen, and passed away July twelfth, nineteen ninety eight. He was a Pan Africanist writer, historian, and professor. 
pioneering the creation of Africana studies and professional institutions in academia starting in the late 1960s. I think I did read this before. <laughs> Founded the African Heritage Studies Association and the Black Caucus of the African Studies Association in 1968. He challenged the views of academic historians and helped shift the way African history was studied and taught. I did read this before. Actively deconstructed the lies, propaganda, and miseducation of white supremacy via lectures, debates, academic research, and books. He met and mentored many of the great minds throughout the African diaspora. That's why, okay, because I fucked that word up last time. One of, the, one of his landmark works is a documentary called A Great and Mighty Walk about his life and the history of Africans throughout time and across the globe. John Henry Clark. I may have read it before, but hey, fuck it, man. I gave him his props more than once. And that was black history from the urban intellectuals, flashcards. Ooh, fuck that up. <laughs> My other segment we got here, man, hustle approvals. And I got an easy one for you today. Um, It's, it, it's actually two, but they go together, kind of. I wanted some damn wireless earbuds. I had a scenario happen to where I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking buy them. But I never really wanted to get them because, like, my brother, he he buys all the new shit. He's one of those people where he'll have an iPhone 10, but then if they could say, hey, there's a new iPhone 10 Plus, he'll go get the new one, even though he has the... I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? It's like, this was 10 Plus. I'm like, okay, but it's still 10. Like, it's not that big a difference, right? It's like... But it's 10 plus. It's like, it's one of those cats. I'm like, you know, you go waste your money on that shit. But he always has those um, AirPods or whatever the fuck they're called. And he paid like almost $300 for them bitches. I'm like, man, fuck that. I'm not paying $300 for some fucking earbuds. But then I found out, of course, me having an Android, there's a lot of cheaper alternatives. And I saw, I was like doing some research because one morning I had my earbuds on. Like a lot of times I watch YouTube to help me fall asleep. I lay in the bed with the headphones on because I don't want to wake her up. And I watch YouTube. And um, I had to get up to go use the bathroom, and I had one earbud in just so in case I need to hear, you know, something happen. And uh, the earbud got stuck on a bottle, so I keep like water bottles and shit by my bed, and it got stuck, and it like yeeted the fucking uh, earbuds out my ear, and it kind of hurt, like fuck, and um, and it made a little noise because like cock on the on the bottle, and so I picked them up. And I had them in my hands. I was going to put them back in once I got into the bathroom. And then the fucking things got magnets on the end to hold them together. And it magnetized to the goddamn rail at the top of the steps. And then the other earbuds smacked against his hair. And a boom noise. And I'm like, fuck. I'm trying not to wake her ass up. And it's just everything I do because these headphones is making noise. And that's it was like the final straw. Like, I'm buying some fucking wireless earbuds. I'm about to do some research. There has to be some cheaper than $300. And there were. There's a lot of cheaper ones on Amazon. So I was going to go to Best Buy. It's, I'm, it's a long story. I'm shorting it up. But I was going to go get some at the Best Buy. But then my brother called and we went out. And we ended up at Walmart. And Walmart had the same pair. I was looking at it at Best Buy. That's 50 bucks. Bought them. And fucking loved them immediately. Like it, It's one of those things where back when I was a kid, I used to wish and dream of this shit. And it happened. Because I remember one of the... Two things, even two things I always wanted as a kid, other than like video game type shit, was I wanted like to be able to just sit at home and go to school from home. And so I didn't have to deal with nobody. Because like I said, Brendan's always been non-social, anti-people person. And so even as a kid, I'm like, man, I wish I could just do this stuff at home. And then uh, there's a shit here called ECOT. I don't know if it was everywhere or just here in Ohio, but we had ECOT. It was like they send you a computer. The teacher had like lessons on video and you just did it. All that shit from home. And I'm like, you... And that came... I think I was in my senior year of high school. So I'm like, fuck! You know, that's what I wanted since I was a kid. And now that I'm about to finally be done with this school bullshit, now it's here. And granted, it's not around anymore because Econ was doing some shady shit, I think, in the background. Some alleged shit I heard. So they're gone now. But I'm sure there's something else like it out there. So that happened. And then uh, when I was working at the hospital, as I've told many stories of before, I used to get in trouble for wearing my earbuds while I was working. 
And I'm like, yo, I'm just, this is what keeps me calm here with all these fucking people and dealing with y'all. Just let me have my fucking music. I have one earbud and I can hear. I'm not deaf, goddammit. And so I was just like, man, I wish that there were just wireless ones that I could just put in my ear, tuck it in there, and they wouldn't see it unless they was really all up in my fucking grill or I could turn to the side. So I only have one plugged in or something. And now, I got it. Years later. And it's fucking wonderful, man. I can lay in the bed, chill, watch my videos. I ain't got to worry about cords dragging no more. I can go to work. And while I'm in like little bullshit ass quarterly meetings or something, I can have an earbud in playing fucking UGK or <laughs> Patrice Russian or something, not paying no goddamn attention. Because most of that shit don't got nothing to do with us anyway, but we just got to sit and listen to it. Whatever the fuck they do in those meetings. And so it's just, it's beautiful, man. I love those wireless earbuds. So that's part one of this hustle approval. How Brussels approved wireless earbuds. Um, the ones I have are like J, J Buds or some shit. I think that's the name of the brand, J Buds. I mean, let me look it up real quick. Again, they props because they got good product. And like I said, you could just wear one. You don't have to wear them both. And then they're connected to my phone. So there's like a little magnetized case. You put them in there and they like, zip, you know, suck to the thing. And when you pull it out, it automatically, like with the quickness, connects back to the phone. So it's, it's fucking hard, bro. J Buds Air True Wireless Earbuds. Bam. Yeah, J Lab Audio. That's what they're. That's the name of the brand. But the ones I got are. I'll say it again. J Lab. J Lab Audio J Buds Air True Wireless Signature Bluetooth Earbuds Plus Charging Case. Black. I fuck with them. Past that, the second half of it. My, uh, I have an old iPod Classic because that's the one that holds all the memory and shit, and I've had it forever now, over a decade. And it doesn't have Bluetooth capability. There's this little adapter I have that I can plug into it, but it's kind of loose. And when I'm at work moving around a lot, it has a tendency to pop out. And so I was like, fuck it, man. You know, I got music on my phone, but um, <clears throat> I have the Spotify app so I can keep, you know, track of the podcast on there. I don't really listen to podcasts on Spotify, but I like keep track of all that shit. I listen to everything on Podbean. Which I got to remind, remind yourself, bro. I got to go back to Pavi. And there's a comment on there I got to read. I went, so I went to Spotify. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's just, let's just play some music. And if you follow our social media pages, you've been seeing me do this shit. But uh, I've been listening. To, like I think the first thing I typed in was... Um, what did I type in? I don't know. I went to some radio station. But basically, it come down to... I have the Patrice Russian radio and the Gangstar radio going. And fuck man i love those two stations in my i like been bumping that shit in the car like there's so much good shit that came on like i know i posted uh the fucking strawberry letter 23 came on and i posted about it because i fucking love that song i actually just bought that record like last week for like five bucks from half price books and um i don't know just all kind of different shit coming on it's just it it's crazy that I typed in uh, Patrice Russian and it was like, oh, you know, it brings up similar artists and everything. And it's bringing up like SOS Band and Midnight Star and, um, like I said, Strawberry Lady Twins, all these fucking people I like. I'm like, damn, it really fucking knows. Like, <laughs> this the type of shit I like. Same with Gangstar, you know, I go to Gangstar, it's like all the classic, like, uh, early mid 90s hip hop, late 80s shit. It's just Spotify cool, man. I fuck with Spotify. I see why everybody fuck with it now. I like it, man. It's like what I play in my car now when I'm at work walking the hallway it's just like just playing in the background of my mind now so i also approved the j buds earbuds and spotify man and you can, like i said we on spotify too so if you like listen to music and podcasts on spotify you can listen to us on there too so that's the hustle approves but i am gonna go to pop being real quick because we got a response from the homegirl dree about that last week's episode which was her patreon pick and i'm gonna go ahead and see what she was talking about really let y'all know because she had a response to some of the questions that me and pj had Alright, so 123 said To answer a few questions I own the director's cut I've listened to almost all of your episodes at this point That's what's up Pulp Fiction and Reservoir Dogs also reside in our collection We gotta get to those one day 
I figured you guys would have fun with it and them being natural born killers. Considering you hadn't got to do it yet. Great episode. I'm glad you finally got to do it. That's what's up. I always me and PJ always wonder that we talk to each other about that all the time. We get new listeners and they're like, oh, I listen to all these old episodes. I'm like, man, they really go back and listen to more. <laughs> no, I mean, I, it's weird because I do it with other shows, but it's like, I don't know. It's always weird to us. We're just not, it's still, it's kind of not used to everybody like, being like oh yeah, I listen to y'all motherfuckers every day. Cause like Mike McClain, I know does it because he posts them every. He posts multiple episodes every day that he listens to. But it's just, it always still crazy that people want to listen to us. It's fucking weird, man. Like I said, going through school where everybody like thought we was weird and didn't give a fuck who we were talking about. Now we got people out here that's like, yo, I listen to your show every week, baby. But I appreciate you, Dre. That's what's up. And I'm glad you got the director's cut because that is the better cut. Oh, and since the Natural Born Killers episode, I've actually upgraded the Blu-ray. I've, I've upgraded to Blu-ray, I should say. I had the DVD with the director's cut. And now I had this. It was, what the fuck was it called? It was some weird shit. It was like Warner Brothers Diamond Lux, L-U-X-E, Diamond Lux Edition Blu-ray of Natural Born Killers where it has a Blu-ray of the director's cut and a Blu-ray of the theatrical cut. Because I was always mad because the other Blu-ray, I would always see Natural Born Killers just had one version. I always wanted to just have both. Just as a collector, I got them both. And that was the only collection or box set that had both. But I was thinking it was out of print because I can never find it nowhere. And then it just so happens I was scrolling through my Amazon wish list and all the fuck way at the bottom was natural born killers 20th anniversary edition i'm like bam 20 bucks so i upgraded my shit so now i got it on blu-ray i'm done now i don't ever have to upgrade it again because i know people tell me oh what about if it come out on 4k what if it come out on 8k i'm like hey man look it's on blu-ray i really don't care at this point it's high definition so everybody's talking about 8k i'm like what, what? we have high definition we got ultra hd which is 4k like what the fuck could you possibly do more with these movies now like for 8k blu-ray i mean newer movies i say like stuff that's gonna be coming out in the next few years or so or like this year sure 8k why not but like some of these old ass movies like 8k is probably not gonna look much different from 4k you can do a 4k restoration fine but 8k nah you don't need that for everything like the i don't know what's the new movie coming out like the joker movie or something they was like here's an 8k that's like, okay fine it's just a newer film movie with probably 8k cameras but some of this other shit is just yeah i don't know i'm kind of at a point now where some movies I get on Blu-ray, some I might spend extra to get on 4K. I don't really care to go further than that no more. Like, I really don't know. Because it's like, what else, what can you possibly do? It's like with 8K TVs. That's going to be, I know I'm hearing a lot of talk about that lately. It's like, <sighs> how much more fucking high definition can it get? Because, I mean, I don't have the money to buy these OLED or where the fuck, QLED, OLED, where the fuck they're called TVs. They look pretty motherfucking good. They look better than mine. I got like a little TCL Roku TV, which is fine. I, it's fine for me. Looks good in you know, all the movies I watch and shit. Like Star Trek right now, Next Generation look good on the TV. So I'm just like, if I was to buy a QLED TV, like how different from how different from OLED TV can 8K look? That's what I want to know. All my tech people, maybe I'm just not that tech savvy enough to know the big difference. Why? Oh, you know, the pixels and the refresh rate and all this shit. I'm just like, just normal person speak what is, the, what is the big difference I don't know I can always watch YouTube videos I'm sure there's YouTube videos of this shit I don't even know if there's 8K TVs on the market yet are there or maybe I'm just hearing about them I don't fucking know I've been watching and listening to a lot of tech shit because there's a lot of you know the video game systems coming out this year that I'm keeping track of and everything like like fucking PlayStation just had their damn C, uh, CES con uh, consumer electronics show thing and everybody's waiting to see about PlayStation 5. And all they did was show the fucking logo, which is hilarious. And then the logo just is the same fucking logo, just with a 5 instead of a 4. So everybody, I'm, I don't know why. I didn't. I mean, I didn't expect nothing big because I know E3's coming up in the summer. And then, you know, State of Plays and all that type of shit is going to be happening. But, yeah, I don't know what they expected. I knew it wasn't nothing major coming out. But 
y'all probably some people I don't know what I'm talking about probably someone stop talking not me <laughs> but yeah I don't know man but again thank you though to um, the homie Dale for your patronage man getting the movie in there I, I it's been on my list to watch and thanks to you I can finally check it off and say I watched it I said sorry PJ couldn't be here but I I tried shit <laughs> I still haven't heard back from him. I need to call him again make sure he's cool because I've been texting and calling him he ain't responded to neither so I'm hoping he's okay out there but when I get a call back from him, I will let y'all know. But until then, I'm gonna get you a little bit. Of, I'm gonna give you some info, cause I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna even give you. I'm gonna even give you his info, so maybe you guys get hold of it for me. I'm trying my best, damn it. You can follow me on Twitter at capital H capital V capital H capital P lowercase I cast HVH podcast. PJ is on Twitter too at capital P lowercase A U L Y capital P lowercase J Paulie PJ. The spirit is at the spirit nine five. That's the numbers. Don't spell out nine five. I don't know who the fuck gonna come up at that point. And we are on Facebook at facebook.com slash HVH podcast. On Instagram, we are home video hustle podcast. Just type that in. You can probably just type in home video or HVH podcast, even that might bring us up. Um, that's it. That's Facebook, Instagram. Oh, YouTube. YouTube, we are home video hustle podcast. Just type that in the search bar. I can assure you it will come up because I've searched for it just the other day and we came up. Um, if you want to support the show, if you want to, like I said, if you want to make us watch some, like if there's a movie that you want, like I want to, I want Brent or whoever to watch this. I want to hear about it. There you go. I want to hear about this movie on Home Video Hustle. There you go. <laughs> you just support the show at patreon.com slash home video hustle. I think we're at 21 patrons right now. So thanks all of you guys. I know a couple people told me they had to drop out for, you know, it was Christmas time and money. It's, believe me, it's all good. I'm not mad at y'all. I'm mad at the fact that you came in in the first place. Because, like, on our Patreon list, like, we had 21 people. But I think so far the actual list is, like, what, 24 movies we have to go through? Yeah, 24. And that's with the, the news shit, right? Yeah, he just... I don't think he's giving me a movie yet. But, yeah, 24 people. And this is only, like, fucking number eight. So, yeah, we definitely need to get up on this shit. But, um... But yeah, so one dollar you can do it. Get one movie thrown in there. But if you donate three dollars and, and you keep it, you will just cycle you around. And when we get back to you after we finally do these twenty-four, we'll come back. Yeah, and you can just whatever you want. There's like a, those are the two tiers we offer. But you can also do whatever the fuck you want. Like if you want two dollars, you can do that. Five dollars, you can do that too. And basically, yeah, yeah, I just yeah, y'all let y'all figure it out, shit. <laughs> But we're also part of the Age Radio Podcast Network, so you can check us out on there too, ageradio.org slash home video hustle. And um I um ooh, how do I explain this? When we got with Age Radio, I we dropped our original Podbean feed and got with them on this other joint. And so we lost a lot of them downloads. But I did keep a number of them somewhere and I don't remember where. There's a there's a piece of paper that says I think it's in the old notebook. But um I checked our stats at the end of the year on the 31st on the on New Year's Eve. <laughs> we were at about about 15 and a half thousand downloads for the year, which is fucking wonderful. I know I told PJ about it. He was hype. He's like, we had almost 20? I'm like, yeah. So that's cool. Because like I said, we didn't expect... I remember when we were hyped to have 500 downloads, bro. We had 15,500 in a year. That's fucking great. So... Thank you to everybody that's listened to the Home Video Hustle. Had a good year, man. Hopefully this year can be just as good, if not better. We can always get better, but if it can be just as good, fuck it. But we want it to be better. Just don't go down. That's all I want. <laughs> but speaking of Podbean, you can also check us out on there, though. Because um, that's that's usually where I listen to our the podcast at, because that's where we get the comments and everything, like from Dre that I read. And I'm trying to get us on that front page and everything. So if you want to 
get us the numbers up on Podbean, I will gladly appreciate it. You can follow us on there. Get that follow number up on that motherfucker so that we can get on that front page or something. We've been on there before. Let's get us back on that play. Get these listeners popping. Let's go. 2020, let's get hype. Um, other than that, hold on. And of course, if you want t-shirts and merchandise and everything, you know, you go head over to T Public uh, or Redbubble. We got shit on there too. You can put our face on your body somewhere with whatever apparel you like. And on that note, I think that's about it for the show, man. Like I said, it's just me, so it's not going to be a long one. It's going to give you a break because I know our last, like, what, four episodes have all been over two hours almost. So give you a little bit of break to catch up on them other shows. Because I know a lot of cats took a break while, you know, during the Christmas season. We kept going because we recorded like three of them. Was it three? Yeah, we recorded three in advance. We were good. So everybody going to be coming back this week or already have come back this week. So keep it short for you. Let you get caught up on everybody new shit. And I'm going to be back next week for sure. Um, oh, it, might, it won't be just me, actually. I take that back. It won't be PJ. But I will have a guest. Unless PJ does hit me up, then we could be us and a guest. Well, it all depends on what happens. But it will be a Patreon movie because one patron wanted us to do... Wanted me to do a movie with a guest. They're like... Because they was like, hey, this I'll give you this movie. And uh, I want you to do this with PJ. But if you can't get hold of PJ... I want you and this person to do that movie. Which, I mean, it should be fairly obvious what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to keep it a secret for you for the sake of the YouTube video. Uh-oh. Door's opening now. There it is. What's up? Hey. With the McDonald's. Hey, Hustlers. <laughs> but on that note, like I said, next week, somebody will be here. I'm not telling you who. But that's also an option for you patrons. Knowing how sketchy the PJ schedule is nowadays. If there's a movie... Cause we got we got me we got spirit of course PJ but if he's not around we got Brendan and I mean whoever I can get hold of whoever fuck y'all want like hey yo I really want you and beat him down to talk about this movie I'll get hold of that motherfucker somehow and it will still be for Patreon so I'll throw that option out there to y'all as well but this listener had a specific person he wanted me to watch this movie with so that person will be here because we're recording on Friday so next week we'll all be set so come back then hear all about it and until then. Enjoy the rest of your... Oh, I almost see I fucked up my... You threw me off. Coming here looking all cute and shit. Oh, thank you. But, um... One thing left to tell you. I'm Brent. I'm a spirit. So you might as well get in there while you're here. Have a good rest of your Friday. Have a good rest of whatever day you're listening to this on. I mean, if you want to, check out Black Shampoo. It's, it's on the Brown Sugar app. You can check it out and get your own opinion on it. I thought it was meh, but maybe you'll think otherwise. Let me know. And Dale, I don't remember what you said about it, but let me know. Because I wonder if you liked it more than me or not. I'm not sure. But on that last note, peace. Peace.